When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Are you tired of people just talking about their loaded Raptor R's that cost over $100,000? Or TRXs or Lightnings or anything from Ram pretty much that's heavy duty or Chevy that's heavy duty or GMC that's heavy duty or Ford. Yes. Yes. And actually, we're guilty of some of that. <laughs> we're guilty of a lot of it. But there are still some deals to be had out there. So how about on this episode of TFL Talking Trucks podcast, we talk about the top 14. I said 14. Most affordable pickups you can buy right now. That's right. <laughs> According to the okay. internet, too, by the okay. way. Okay. We, we haven't gone to dealership lots. But <laughs> just so you know, we do know that in many cases, there are places here and there, you really have to look for them, that will sell these at least at MSRP. Yes. And we, I want to do this. I want to go in order from number 14 being affordable, but number 13, a little bit more affordable, and all the way down to number one. There you go. The most affordable. So we're not going to be talking about high-end ZR2s or 84Xs or Rebels. We're not going to be talking about any of that. Just good old two-wheel drive and four-wheel drive pickups. There you go. I'm sure you can already guess what number one is, but you might be surprised at what number two and three are. So yes. stay tuned. We're going to bring that, uh, but maybe we do Patreon right before then. Yes, how about that? Uh, we want to thank you guys for supporting us, as always. And we have quite a lot of engagement here on patreon.com uh, slash TFLcar. That's our only page on Patreon where you guys support us. Just within the last few days, RLLW supported us. I'm sorry, I don't know what that stands for. Um, and then Joe Pasqualini supported us. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Yes. And then we also have a couple questions from Jason and Matt that I want to get to in the, during the show because it relates to what we're talking about. Okay, so we'll come back to those questions as we're going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. absolutely. And also we'll hit, you know, a tiny bit of news along the way probably too. That sounds great. All right, so let's start number 14 on the list is, drum roll, the brand new Nissan Titan. There should be no surprise here that the Nissan Titan is not exactly what I would call a popular uh, full-size pickup, but and we stood behind this from the beginning. It's a well-put-together, strong pickup that just does the job. And on top of that, there's quite a few features that you get standard, including its fantastic V8 nine-speed automatic transmission, fairly comfortable interior, even with the base model. And this is a truck that, as you can see here, in this configuration still comes with, in this case, a king cab. 
Yeah. So King Cab and Nissan language is an extended cab right. uh, with suicide style uh, doors in the back um, that they've invented, you know, the, that swing all the way over about almost 180 degrees. Right. For easy, back, uh, for easy access. Yeah. That they came out with what? In tw- 2004? Am I... Am I Right? You're right about them coming out with a, a long time ago, but remember that, you know, doors like this existed even well before that. I mean, Yeah, but I'm not talking about full opening. Yeah. I'm not talking about the 70s Lincolns. Okay? <laughs> no, no. And you're also not talking about old uh, Ram trucks. But, uh, yes, they do swing wide open. And, actually, you can get children in the back relatively comfortably. But, more importantly, you get the bigger bed right off the bat. Yep, um, six, and a half, uh, six and a half footer. Right. And in terms of a work truck... One that gets pretty decent mileage and doesn't really need anything special just to get up and go. It's quite a deal. Yes, and the price, according to the Nissan website for sticker MSRP, is 40605 for a two-wheel drive king cab. I know what you're saying. Andre, wait, hold up. Forty grand? Yeah. Yes, but we live in the world of $112,000 Hummer EVs, uh, $109,000 Raptor R's. $99,000 this and that. That is correct. And on top of that, Nissan doesn't really build fleet vehicles. If they did, then they probably would have a fleet special where they would have an even more basic version, I should say, of this yeah, truck. Yeah, they used to, and they kind of pared down, right? Right, they, they did. They used to have a two-door cab, mm-hmm. um, and unfortunately, they're still struggling. But here's a comment on Patreon from Jason Aaron. Okay. So actually, we, we've discussed one of his questions before, and thank you, Jason, for, for doing that. But now he says this. You guys rock. Ah, thank, uh, thank you, Jason. Ah, okay. It completely made my week to hear you answer my question. Thank you, Jason. Um, side note, I just bought a 2022 Frontier. I looked at the Titan as well because the dealership were dealing on them. Uh-huh, exactly. Uh-huh. So that $40,000 price may be negotiable. Unlike a lot of other vehicles out there, dealerships are absolutely dying to get Titans off their lot. Now, not all of them. So you guys may have a story of some dealership still marking them up. And I hear stories about that. But I also hear that there are people willing to wheel and deal in order to get Titans off their lot. So it's entirely possible that you might even be able to go like the old days, the good old days, under MSRP for one of these trucks. So keep that in mind. And once again, Andre and I both agree, we stand behind this truck. It's a solid, good truck. Not a lot of uh, frills, but just a good, solid vehicle. Yes, and if you're wondering about four-wheel drive, because it's important to a lot of pickup buyers, Yeah, it is, indeed. Um, The four-wheel drive system on the Nissan Titan costs approximately $3,200. So you are, of course, you have to step up in price. But even for three grand, a little bit over that, um, you can still get uh, a really good deal on a Titan. So, Would, Would you mind scrolling up? I mean, for those of you who aren't able to see, Andre is on the screen right now, and I'm looking at a King Cab S for 38.8. Uh, that's before um, destination charges. Oh. So the prices we quote here today is it's usually sixteen hundred dollars. In mm-hmm. the case of the Titan, it's seventeen ninety five. Okay. So and actually, that's my kind of a gripe. The destination prices are climbing. Yeah. They continue to climb. No matter where you pick up the truck, you could be in the dealership four miles away from the factory. Yeah, like in Nashville or something. And you're still paying $800 to deliver it. Yeah. That what was, is the deal with that? Well, that's just their way of getting a little extra, you know, 
fundage on top of it. And I really do hate the fact that they're doing that. That has to be negotiable at some point, too. Well, I mean, especially, you know, I would be willing to go to the plant if it was like here in the States and pick up my truck directly from them, just like we've done before, if they'd be willing to waive that fee. And you'll never see them waive the entire fee. Well, of course, the dealership has to be involved. But still, <sighs> we've done that where the dealership is right next to the factory, right? I mean, literally so next yes. to the factory, right? So, yeah, all the prices we talk about are with destination charges. Right, right. And, yes, the fuel is more costly. So, of course, the shippers are charging more. So the manufacturers have to also charge more. We're back down in fuel prices to where <laughs> I don't see the, any reason for them to upcharge on fuel now, honestly. Okay, so there you have it. Number 13 on the list is what? Uh, I'm going to take a guess. Honda Ridgeline. You are correct, sir. Thank you. Okay, yes, yeah, so that's on our list. And we're going, obviously, we're mixing midsize and full-size trucks. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, heavy duties are probably... In, they're not going to be on this list because heavy-duty trucks are way more expensive. They're more capable. Mm-hmm. They have bigger engines. Diesels cost a lot of money. Insane. Yeah. Just off the top of your head, I mean, the least expensive heavy-duty is probably in the high 40s. Am I, would I be fair to say? I mean, for like yeah, nothing. And, and we're talking about two doors, yeah. maybe crank windows, yeah. two-wheel drive. Just yeah, high, high 40s. And then, of course, if you want a diesel... At ten grand on top of I that. Mean, seriously, yeah, diesels yeah. are remarkably so, expensive. So on top of that. Um, that maybe is another show we can do another show only on heavy duties, because when we have new information, right? Right, because right now it's, it's a little stale, but we are getting some information soon. Yeah, and within a couple of weeks. Exactly. So, so let us know, by the way, in the comments if you want to see that show. Um, but let's talk about the Honda Ridgeline. And we've mentioned this vehicle before. We know. A lot of you are like, eh, it's not a truck. And then a lot of you other guys are like, no, it totally isn't. Why don't you call it a pickup truck instead of what I like to call it as the crossover pickup? And that's because I'm trying not to offend people, and it doesn't matter what I do. I'm going to offend you. So I'm going to say this. It is a damn good little pickup. It actually is one of the most comfortable in the midsize class, and it does compete in the midsize segment. It is based loosely on the Pilot and the minivan and whatnot, although it does have a rear subframe that's very different can tow up to 5,000 pounds, and I believe its maximum payload is around 1,500 pounds. Am I correct? Yeah, they have really good payloads. It's like a really good actually, payload number. Actually, for a base model, it's approaching like almost 1,700 pounds, which, which is, is like half-ton territory. Really. Right, and it's it's one of the best in class for that. Yes. Um, so there's a lot of things to like about it. I almost bought one. Um, long story short, it was just a slight, slightly, slightly above my budget. But regardless of that, it's still relatively expensive for people who have a $40,000 budget. Am I right? Exactly. And 2023s are now out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're looking at the configurator. If you're watching us on TFL Talk Channel, thank you. If you're listening to us, also thank you, of course. But 2023s are out. And um, as we're talking, I'm kind of building a couple of them on the configurator. Right, there's the sport right there that you have in the... The one color, the one of two colors that you don't have to pay money for. Lunar silver. Actually, it looks good. I mean, at least the picture here. And they have um, color. Well, they're not color matching wheels, but they definitely are painted wheels. Yeah. Um, The overall image of this little pickup is quite good. I think it's a great looking little machine, but it's still getting a little bit old, even though it's new, if that makes sense. Well, it was refreshed in 2021 model year. Right. It's it's hard to believe, but we're now in the... 2023 mo- model year after that refresh. Isn't that crazy? Uh, but uh, here's what I want to make a point about. 
it's standard oval drive, yes. standard V6, yes. standard 9-speed automatic. That is correct. So you cannot get a two-wheel drive version anymore. No, they used to have front-wheel drive ones, yeah. uh, which, which lowered the overall price, but not by a significant amount. I really do think this is a very good deal. And this is one of those great pickups for people who do not need to tow a heavy load and are DIY people who perhaps just don't need the capability of a full frame underneath them and all that. And by the way, pretty economical too on the highway. Yeah, uh, they can be, if you're nice with that V6, mm-hmm. it will return pretty good economy. Yeah. Uh, price here is 39435 after destination charge. But here's the good news. Mm. Destination is $1,295. Which is on the lower end yeah, of destination. Yeah, on the lowest of low. Is it the lowest? Uh, uh, yes. I think Honda is probably the most frugal as far as destination charges. Which thank, is awesome. Thank you, Honda. Yes, thank you. Now, I've, I've talked directly to Honda, and they are selling every single one they're making. If you are able to find one and you're able to get it at MSRP, <laughs> jump on it. Um, actually, uh, I want to correct myself. Uh, also, Toyota Tacoma and Hyundai Santa Cruz are matching those delivery costs. I thought so, but I didn't want to. But those are you. small trucks also. So I think it's also based on the size of the vehicle, right? So, what? Yeah, Tacoma competes directly with Ridgeline, yeah, yeah. but not the Santa Cruz. Yeah, Santa Cruz in the class lower, and we'll discuss that. Yes, we will. Um, so, yeah, like we said, the Ridgeline is still a good deal, but they're popular. And they're like you said, they're selling a lot of them, so you may not be able to negotiate this price. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's that's the tough part. But anyway, good luck in finding one. I, another truck that, or pickup, that uh, Andre and I really do think a lot of, it's... It's a brave move to make, and they were way ahead of both Ford and uh, Hyundai by producing this thing. So hopefully they'll update it real soon with some new powertrains. That'd be cool. Yeah, the new Pilot is rumored. We've seen prototypes of the new yeah, Pilot. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're going to use the same powertrain, so, but that's a guess. And new styling, perhaps, yeah. as well. Yeah. So number 12 on our list. Which is surprising as hell. Is <laughs> the new Jeep Gladiator. I, I can't believe this is on this list. Because well, they're there, stupid expensive. There is one reason it's on this list, because it runs the gamut from being on this list and also being the $70,000 midsize truck. Oh, or more. Or more, <laughs> yeah. sometimes. So let's build one here. So what are we talking about? It's uh, a sport, I would imagine. It's a sport. Once again, four-wheel drive only. Yeah, and it only comes standard with four-wheel drive. And this is one of only two trucks sold in the United States that has an available manual transmission. Sport, but it's not just um, four-wheel drive only, my friend. It's also removable top and removable doors. That's right. It's the only convertible pickup truck available in the United States as well, unless you take a Sawzall to your truck. Why did they paint these wheels so black we can't even see it? Yeah. Uh, that's I, not my favorite look. I, I see. I'm, I'm not really big with, with uh, black wheels because I always feel it takes – unless it's a black vehicle – and you want that, like, murdered out, whatever they call it, look. By the way, that green looks really good on it. Oh, but it's but $395, so you, I'm not going to say no. Yeah, you have to pay $395. But, but that, that's oh, a good-looking green, isn't green, it? Green, yeah. yes. And actually, that helps with the black wheels. They call it Sarge Green. Yeah, because... Sweet. Yeah, it's, it's cool. But yeah. anyway, the, the least expensive... Actually, there's only one now. So if you get it in white, which is essentially a refrigerator white, which, by the way, I don't hate, but... 
Um, by the way, it, this is one of the most modifiable trucks too. Oh, by far. Because the aftermarket for Jeeps is insanely huge. So maybe it's worth buying the white one and then wrapping it in your yeah, doing whatever you want, you know, and, thing. Yeah, and then on top of that, remember for those of you who I don't know may not be familiar with the Gladiator. It is related to the Wrangler. As such, there are components that can be swapped from one to the other in some cases. Um, but they are really expensive vehicles. And one of the few that really hold their value almost as good as, I think, right around the same level as Toyota. Yes. And also, um, it's one of the very, very few pickups on this list with a manual transmission. That's, I mentioned that. Yes. It, there's, there's only two trucks out there that have manuals as an option. I happen to like this manual transmission with only one issue, and that is reverse. I, I don't like shifting it into reverse. Some people don't like the throws on it, but I think it's okay. Yeah, 3.6 liter V6 Panastar. We all are familiar with this engine. It's been around for decades. It's a solid engine. Yes, um, and reliable too, because we've had a Gladiator with this engine. Tommy has had a Jeep Wrangler with this engine. Yep. No issues. With no the car issues. Train. Really, if you want to talk about the main issue of this, if you got the manual transmission, and you know, the only way you can get it is with the this uh, Panastar, you are limited with towing. You will not be able to tow very much. It is the least amount. I believe it's uh, 3,500 pounds or... Yeah, yeah. Have, well, in that first realm. of all, it's also limited by the axle and the axle ratio. Right. And you have to step up to like the um, the Rubicon to actually tow a lot. Or actually not the Rubicon, but the Rubicon type axles. Right. Underneath your And there are ways radiator. to configure that, but nonetheless, you will not be able to tow anywhere near its maximum, which so, is over yeah, 7,000 pounds. You have pounds. to pay attention to that. Yes, you do. And, and if you need to tow, make sure you ask and look at that information. Without a doubt. Um, but... Uh, $38,970 here. It's shown for a 2023 model. 2022 model was just about $200 less. Mm. So, yes, everything is creeping up model year to model year. That's true, of course. I think I can handle a $200 price hike. I'm not happy about the $1,000 and $2,000 and, and more. And more in some cases. Yeah, a lot more in some cases. Like recent news about the Lightning, they jacked it up by six to seven grand. Which is not on this list. Big surprise because it's stupid expensive. Okay, sorry I mentioned it. Yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah, so the next truck, and I I may need a little bit of um, time actually. Oh, um, the other thing on the Gladiator that I really love is, well, not just it's, you know, the most modifiable truck, right? Yeah, sure. But just I can't get over that it's also a convertible. I just... It blows my mind. And you know what's really cool? Basically, it's the same convertible top as the Wrangler with the exception of the back component, of course, because it doesn't have to have that back component, right? And it's really easy just to unclip two parts and just throw it back and suddenly you have like a giant sunroof. All the goodness of a convertible without the need to actually go completely back. And it's really easy to manually open and close it. And then they have other versions that, um, you know, you can actually get... A hard top, well, it's a freedom top or whatever they're calling it now, and some other stuff. You yeah, can of course, that's a little bit more pricey. It's a lot more pricey, yeah. actually. But if you live in cold weather country and you want a rear defrost and you blah, 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 then that's where you go. Now, we are still on FCA. Or, God, I said FCA, didn't I? Ooh. Stellantis. I'm sorry. Secular Blue. I just definitely threw that one out there. Anyway. Stellantis. But who mm-hmm. can keep track of this? That's you know, problem. a lot of folks are still on Chrysler. I know. They're calling it Chrysler. Which is so much easier, actually. To We should actually just do that. Just say Chrysler. It's not going to offend anybody anymore, right? <laughs> but I was just in Detroit yeah. a couple weeks ago, and we drove down you know, the factory row, mm-hmm. um, and there's still humongous signs on buildings. 
Stellantis buildings that say Chrysler. Yeah, and I wonder if they're just going to keep that there because the brand Chrysler still exists as it, well. It exists. So you yeah. might as well just keep it there, right? So uh, the next on our list, number 11, is the Ram 1500 Classic. Classic is a key word here. Yes, it is. Classic is because it's the previous generation body that they're still building <laughs> to <laughs> this day. Because people love it. People love yeah. the old one. Yeah. And it's cool for them because, I mean, they, the stampings and everything else have been more than paid for. So for them to produce this truck, which is not as advanced as their newer truck, makes a lot of sense. And then on top of that, you get the tradesman version, which, according to them, starts under thirty grand. Yeah, and it's a basic two-door, short... Um, well, not that short, but six foot, four inch bed, mm -hmm. but just a shorter wheelbase truck. Uh, but I want to dress it up a little bit because we've been talking about kind of four door pickups. And so if I pick a uh, quad cap, four wheel drive, it jumps up, jumps up a lot, actually, to 36,000. That's see this? Yeah, I don't like that. It shouldn't be that expensive. But still, it's on our list. Fooey. It's, it's on our list. It's too expensive. But what? But, but remember, you can get for under... But now, if you get the one that's this one that he's talking about, you have that very same Pentastar we were talking about. Now, in both the Jeep and in this vehicle, they're perfectly good for around town. They they, they yeah. plenty of pickup, get up and go. They are not great for powertrains no. for towing heavy objects. Light objects are fine, but... The truck weighs a lot, and to move it around with that powertrain, it's a bit difficult. So anyway, Andre is going to look at the base package here. It looks like you are required to get it. Am I correct? Yeah, well, we're still talking about the Tradesman. Yeah. So the Tradesman is uh, basically their work truck trim. And you can get it with four doors. They call it the quad cap. You can still get it, like you said, with the V6. Um, of course, if you want the V8, the Hemi is still available. 2200 bucks. Yeah, which is a sizable chunk, but it you're is. getting you know a lot what? more power. I would personally do that only because in terms of so, efficiency, it's not that the, not that much of a difference between them. So how would you – let's configure your dream classic. My dream classic? Yes. Well, you don't have to. It's right there. All you have to do is go over to Warlock, click over to 4x4. Okay. But, dude, you're increasing the price to – Forty-four thousand dollars, but it's a four by four with a. Let's see, does it does it give you a V eight? I believe no, it doesn't. I oh, let's do the V eight. All right, do the V eight. Okay, it's a lot more money. Than so that. Warlock is another one that the, it kind of looks like their previous generation um, Rebel. Yeah, exactly. And so you're getting some extra stuff on there. I believe you get some interior touches. Uh, but remember, this is the classic, so you don't get the modern screen or anything else that's in the new one. Uh, so still, look, you're still at forty-three grand. Yeah, I mean that's a for V eight powered full size pickup. four by four four by pick, four. Yeah, I think that's a pretty damn good price for a truck. And if I recall, the Warlock had a pretty nice looking interior as well. So it's a, it's a pretty good deal. Yeah, I want to build my dream classic Ram. <laughs> okay, are you ready? Yeah, let's see if you can keep it anywhere near my price. So. No, no, I'm going to go extreme. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to go for a... Um, I'm just going to do two-door two okay. tradesman, four-wheel drive mm -hmm. with a V8. I'm going to build like a sport truck. Yeah, actually building something like that might be a decent off-roader platform see. for off-roading. Well, but, but only for me. With My family can stay at home, and I'll, be, I'll just... 
Maybe I'll invite you. Well, thank and you. And you and I will go just together. Sounds like a fishing truck. And the best part is neither of our wives listen to our podcast. So they don't so care. So they're going to get in trouble. We're not getting in trouble for this. Please do not tell them. But the look way. at this. Um, so uh, four-wheel drive V8 two-door Ram 1500 Classic, uh, even after the V8 and destination charges, we're still close to 40 grand. And then with some discounts they're offering now, national retail bonus. They're using the word Chrysler, Chrysler Capital Bonus. Probably because that's yes. been the credit. Yeah. 37255. That's a great deal. That's a really good deal, even by today's standards. Now, the question is whether or not you can actually get a truck like that. You'll probably I, have to order it. I would imagine you have to order it. But here's some interesting news that I caught a win from, from other journalists, too. Uh, Stellantis, a lot of their vehicles are going at or below MSRP. They're trying to clear off their lots. They have a huge chunk of new inventory that will be coming in the near future. All new vehicles, all new platforms. So, yeah, they're trying to move some of this stuff and get it out of there. So something worth looking at. And also they just announced, we did a previous episode on the latest 2023 Rams. Mm -hmm. This is the new body style, new technology. They're adding a lot to it. Mm -hmm. The TRX is still there. Oh, yeah. They're, they're going to maintain the TRX. So a lot of excitement in the space, but higher prices. Exactly. So Not in this case, though. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the next truck. The next on our list is number 10, which comes from Toyota. There it is. Now, Tacoma. I'm talking about the Tacoma. Of course, the taco. I'm sorry. No, I'm not oh, talking about the taco. You, really? I'm talking about the Tundra. No kidding. I thought you were going to... Okay. Taco is also on the list, but not here. Okay. Number 10. Sorry about that, guys. That's okay. So let's talk about the Tundra. Now, I believe you did a video with a guy who got the an SR5. Was that it? And he got a pretty good deal on it. But that video was like a year ago. Yeah, and it's also was he got like a long bed too because mm -hmm. he was um, in the trades business. He needed to carry different right. uh, large uh, implements. Actually, he was doing art. He was also like carving things out of metal or wood. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, I think that was a tangent that I did not intend to no, go no, down. No, that's totally fine. So let's look at what, what the Tundra has. Well, that's a so, pretty good base price right there, 35 the question is, at 35950 can you actually get the truck, or is that before a bunch of other stuff? Yeah, so this is what I want to explore on uh, just really quickly. So let's configure one. Mm -hmm. And we have to be super, super. There's a few wow. caveats. So the, the jump from the base model SR to the SR5 is nearly $6,000. Yeah, it is. That's a big jump. Yeah. yeah. But you can get the SR for thirty-five. 950. Let's just double check this. Yes, it says it's a MSRP and it's including it includes their 1695 destination charge. And which they're built in San Antonio. Right. Which, Texas. Which ticks me off because it, yeah, we should be able to fly out there and get the truck for. And this is a two-wheel drive SR. Here are the caveats I talked about. Uh -huh. It still has the three and a half liter twin turbo, the new engine. Right. This is the new Tundra. Right. But it's lower horsepower and torque so it's not the same as some of the other tundras right but it is a little bit more efficient well yeah it's lightweight it's a, it's a base truck well highway uh, is one mpg better than all the other ones uh, okay so and also uh you're not getting when you're buying the shorter cab uh they're calling it what do they call it double mm -hmm. they're calling it well the extended cab um, you are also getting a smaller tank 
We oh, were, we were really, yeah. We were recently at the uh, Overland Expo here in Colorado, mm-hmm. and many people. By the way, thank you. Um, if you came up to us, yeah, and, that was great seeing you guys, and you came out and saw us. Yeah, and a lot of you did, which really is great. appreciate it. Yeah, uh, one uh, one friend came over and he said that he did choose the uh, extended cab version of the Tundra, mm-hmm. but he was surprised. Andre, he told me I was surprised by a slightly smaller tank. Because it's like 22 gallons versus 26 gallons. That's a in, more in than the, slightly smaller. In the crew cab. And he was going to do overlanding, and range was very important to him. Yeah. So so th- these are small changes, but they, they can matter a lot. Well, I guess this is one way for them to convince people, hey, you really want that SR5 for almost $6,000 yeah. more. But the other side of it is... The SR at 35950 we should configure this and just see what it is out the door. I'm curious to see whether or not you can actually get with, one. With a few options? Yeah, yeah well, let's with take whatever the basics are. Yeah, they're calling it the double cab. It's a six and a half foot bed. And by the way, steel wheels. And here, I, I want to bring up another topic really quick. Mm-hmm. Actually, two topics. First, how do you buy a base truck like this and avoid regrets? You see what I'm saying? Like, are you going to buy this SR, in this case, and regret not getting an SR5 because of the re- fuel tank or maybe some... cool question not- or something like that? Of yes. course you're going to regret it. But, well, um, but, unless but how you, do you avoid that? Well, simply put, if you have a company, a large company that does deliveries or light towing or whatever, and you need an inexpensive truck that you know has Toyota's reputation for solid trucks, uh, this would be a, might be the way to go. Um, perhaps if you owned a fleet, you know, through the government or whatever. Yeah, that would make sense to buy these. Sure. But if you want a truck that you could take with on lo- road trips and you enjoy it a little bit more, the SR5 makes more sense and you will regret this. I mean, that's the truth. Well, I kind of went through this. I bought an XL F-150, right? Right. And I had a big dilemma to face. I was facing this. Do I get the XL? Add a couple of options to it, like mm-hmm. a, I wanted to make sure I had, you know, cruise control at least, right? Uh, different things like that. The latest infotainment system that was important to me, mm-hmm. and I was able to add small options to get that. Or do I get an XLT and jump in price, you know, a big multi? But get those things standard. Yeah, and get yeah. those things standard. And that's where the manufacturers, unfortunately, that's how they design those packages. Of course, to, they want to nickel and dime you and get whatever, yeah. Or or, or make you to jump, make mm. make you uh, a step up to that. To next where you level. shrug and say, "Oh, a couple thousand dollars more, I can pay that off," and you know whatever. So you have to uh, do that on a case by case basis. Right. Um, in the Toyota thing, strictly based on the fuel tank alone, that would be the only reason why I would truly regret buying this. But that's cab cab based, so the yeah. wheelbase. The wheelbase is shorter. That's why it has a smaller tank. So you got to pay attention to that. I do understand that. So in other words, if you went up to a larger cab... Yeah, the full crew. Then the you get the crew, larger yeah. tank. Yeah. Okay. And you can still get that in the base model. Exactly. But you're paying more, obviously, because of the full crew cab. And I'm willing to bet that once you do that, you probably will drop a little bit with your fuel mileage. Yeah, because you're adding weight, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera, exactly. et cetera. So, Okay. So now, with a tow hitch and a tow package, this is 36380 That's actually a really good price. Considering... Will, yeah, will you find it in the dealer? No. Probably no. <laughs> no, are you kidding me? Could you order it? Yes. Mm, will, yeah. You'll have to wait. Yes. Probably many months. And also, some dealers, I can't believe that they're still marking up these things. Yeah, some dealerships have been really unscrupulous about it. We've seen that recently, not only here in Colorado, but across the country, including Texas. And... 
Uh, you know, I do hope that you guys keep these dealerships in mind. The argument about dealerships needing to make money and, uh, and all that, fine. Go ahead and drop that below in the comments. But uh, because of this, automakers are starting to look at the possibility of removing the dealers completely from your buying experience. Don't believe me? Go look at what Ford's doing right now. All right, why don't we move on? Yeah, well, I want to oh, use yeah. this as a, a jumping point to, for Matt's question. Okay, yeah, Matt. Really quick. So Matt on... Um, Patreon.com slash TFLcar says, hey, guys, got a topic I would love addressed on the podcast. Drive modes. Uh, and what is your personal opinion on this? Do you think they make a big difference? The latest drive modes that most trucks offer or not offer. I feel like traction control on-off switch is enough. Do you think the average consumer will pay more for vehicles with drive modes? Uh, this is from Matt Klassen. Matt, that's a really good question. And the answer, my, my simple answer is yes, they absolutely will. But only certain types of drivers. Guys like Andre and I, I think you and I both agree that I would rather have a very simple setup for doing off-roading. I don't even like hill descent control, to be honest with you. So that's – but <clears throat> I also have a sister and uh -huh. a brother-in-law. And they are completely hopeless when it comes to figuring out what they're supposed to do in various climates – even on loose dirt or in snow, we live in Colorado. And having, they have a vehicle that has multiple terrain select and they are able to go through and by rotating the dial, it does help them. Not only does it help them drive a little bit better perhaps in these environments, but more importantly, it makes them feel better about the environments they're driving in. So I think it helps certain types of drivers mm -hmm. feel like they have more control and perhaps they have a little bit more confidence, which actually can be a safety thing in itself without going too crazy. Like, you know, Oh, I'm in snow mode. I can go as fast as I want. Most people don't think that way. Although some do. So I do think that people will pay more for that, but at the same time, there's plenty of people out there who really don't want it. So here's my two cents mm -hmm. for Matt. Um, be what, before we move on to the next truck on the list, I like, it depends on the manufacturer too. Mm -hmm. So, uh, for example, I'll give you an example of where it went too far mm -hmm. and doesn't make sense to me and an example where it makes sense. Okay. For example, the new Bronco. Okay. Uh, it has mud and ruts, slippery. I'm just doing this off the top of my head. Normal, sport. It's the goat mode, right? Yeah, the goat mode. Go over any terrain. A and, and sand, etc. Mm-hmm. What is the difference between mud and ruts and sand? I mean, driving the truck, I can barely tell a difference, even on tough terrain, right? So I think that's going too far. I see what you're saying. Uh, you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, so on, on the flip side, like an F-150 has an eco mode, which definitely numbs the pedal. Mm -hmm. And you have to be in the right mood, right? You, let's say you're commuting and you want to burn as little gas as possible. Right. Bam. Put it in eco mode. Nice. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to do some off-roading, put it in rock crawl mode, and it actually turns off automatically the traction control system, the stability control system. It helps you a little bit with tire spin. Bam. You really need only like two or three modes. Why have like seven modes? I don't get that. I completely agree with you. Uh, but then I meet people who own uh, Land Rover, Range Rover vehicles, and not having a gazillion modes to click into is... <laughs> You know, like water fording mode. Yeah, you know, it makes. What them about feel... like grocery getting mode? Yes, but they they will call that something else. They'll put a pine tree next to it, make it seem like you're still in the outdoors. The point is, and you know, there are two answers to this, but I do believe. 
people are willing to pay more to have these modes to make them feel more confident and make them feel like they have more control. And especially for people who aren't used to going off-road or are worried about going into difficult terrain in general. Yeah, but I think it has to be a like a clear-cut difference in the driving of the vehicle. Yeah, because I agree. A, you know what I'm saying? If it's fine-tuned, the difference between slippery wet road mode and sand mode, if that difference is like 2%, you know, I don't know if you'll be able to understand that. It would make more sense just to, to, to put them both in the same package. and That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that, and when you what... click over to it, it says, you know, snow and sand or something like that. I, I would agree. I'm just telling you that I do think people would be willing to pay, as the question is referring to, pay more to have those modes because it does make them feel like they have better control and, once again, that they feel like they're more confident. Number nine on our list. Yeah, Ford. On. There it is. I thought this would be the okay. I thought it'd be higher. Uh, this is an F one fifty. Yes. So here's what Ford can do: is they can use their production might, and they build a lot of these things. They certainly do to really offer you a variety of different trim levels and actually bring the price down. Um, you won't find this two door short bed <laughs> truck on a dealer lot, I'll bet. But technically, it does exist. Yeah, every once in a while I see people sending tweets to me or you, for that matter, where you'll see one of these, like a four-wheel drive version. It's like, oh, my God, that's a unicorn. But they do exist. So let's talk about the price of them because it's pretty impressive. Yeah, so if you get this very, very basic, and we're still looking at 2022 model because the 2023 F-150 configurer is not live yet. Right. But for 2022, you can get a very basic 3.3-liter non-turbocharged V6, two-wheel drive, very basic short bed truck for under 34,000 bucks. Dude, under 34,000. I wouldn't touch it. Why, why not? Why, why, why? No, it's got to have the other engine. If that, that powertrain, I, I, I like it even less than the one we talked about with the Pentastar in the um, classic earlier. It, it's, it's not... Uh, it may be for certain people, but for me and my minor experience with it, I, I don't think much of it. Well, if you wanted to run about a parts runner. That a, would be one thing. So there's a use case, or like you said, a fleet truck. A fleet truck, yes. perhaps. But for your personal use, I would, I would agree. You would probably have to step up to another engine. Yeah. You would have to step up to maybe a larger cab, maybe a longer bed. I would say, uh, are you able to configure that with the um, the base model EcoBoost, the three, the two points? Yeah, yeah. Let's take a look. Let's th- let's take a look where the pricing goes uh, really fast once you um, just for that. Engine. Right there we go. So it's uh, twelve eighty five to get the two point seven, which is a monster little engine. That is one of my favorite uh, of all the Ford engines really? out there, next to the Coyote. Oh yeah, I mean we've had some Coyote is twenty three hundred dollars. Yeah, no. I I would ra- I mean, it would be cool to have a V8 in this truck, and we love the Coyote in terms of its capability. But I actually would prefer the 2.7, which is uh, a little bit more efficient. And for remember, we live in Colorado, high elevation, having turbocharged engines. Those EcoBoosts are rockets up here. Totally. Um, and also, you have to pay attention to this towing. Uh, the base engine doesn't tow very much. Exactly. The, that's the another The 2.7 is a step up, but still, it's not going to be at the maximum level of towing. No. And, and with that short wheelbase, you're not going to do a lot of, you know, it, you really do have to get the longer wheelbase, the extra cab, the crew cab or whatever, in order to really get the towing numbers you're looking for. 
So this was a huge jump. I mean, we were talking about the Toyota Tundra mm-hmm. in the previous uh, uh, countdown here at about 35, 36, 37. Yeah, but that and has now another... we jumped down to 33. Yeah, but you are talking about a completely different truck. This one does not have that big cab. It's just not as beefy of a truck right off the bat. That Toyota comes standard with, you know... Four tri- doors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, it's so, very so that's different. just the, the stark difference between the two. And, right. And Ford is kind of, in, you know, they really do a lot of fleet vehicles as well. Mm-hmm. And that's why they offer all these options. Gotcha, yeah. By the way, the, this red looks kind of nice. Actually, it looks all right. I, I, I would love to see one of those, like, with a proper 4x4 package. Because when you have a short wheelbase like this, uh, short overhangs... You suddenly have a pretty good, you know, material you, to, to build a 4x4 out of. You, know? you called it the fishing truck, which is great. I think it would be perfect fishing trucks. Yeah. Yeah, or a little hunting rig or something. Exactly. You can hold three people in there. Most of them do have the uh, ability to hold three people across a bench seat. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's awesome. <laughs> All right. Number eight on our list. Yeah. How are we doing on time? We're, we're, we're getting up there. Am, am I spending too much time on this? It, it's my fault. No, I'm talking too much. No, no, no. Let's go to, yes. Okay, here we go. Chevrolet. For now. Yes. <laughs> For now, because so, it's going to change. So I talked about the, the might, right? Mm. Well, Chevrolet also has the manufacturing might, and they can offer uh, a variety. So they have something called the LTD, which is the limited, versus the next facelifted 2022 truck. Right. So they're actually doing similar thing to Ram, where Ram has the classic and then the current. So they're doing similar kind of switch. Yeah, over. but the big difference there is that the classic and current version of the Rams are completely different trucks. These are still a little bit related. You know yeah, what I mean? and they have the similar chassis, exactly. axles. The only differences really are like the grills, the lights, and, the interior. and some interiors. Yes, yeah. exactly. So the LTD here is on our list, uh, and uh, they can also you can also get it as a two door. But now listen to this. The two-door Silverado has a 2.7-liter turbo as the base engine. As the base engine. There the we old go. V6 standard 4.3 is no more. I'm sorry to say. No, no, no. 460 pound-feet of torque? Was that? Uh, oh, uh, no, 430. 430, sorry. 430. Which is monstrous engine. It, that's more than a lot of the V8s we've talked about. Yes. And l- more than all the V6s we've talked about, pretty much. So... You can get that monster powertrain standard, but but it comes with an eight-speed automatic transmission, I believe. Yes, it does. And they've t- they said that they're updating that transmission, and <laughs> there's some reliability issues that we've, se- we've seen with that we've transmission seen, We've in the personally past. witnessed, yeah. Um, and so I'm glad they're trying to address those problems and work on that transmission. But why not put a 10 in there? And just make it 10 across the board like Ford yeah, does? but I think it's price-related, of course. Uh, uh, yeah, and, and they, they have a different standard. than. But And another thing is that there's no short bed uh, standard cab. You have to get the uh, The big 8-footer. Right, which I think makes a little bit more sense for people who are running the business because you just have more utility right off the bat. Uh, although it is, I don't know. I mean, think about it. you got the turbocharged engine, the 8-speed mm, transmission, and a longer box and more capability with that powertrain. And you could do many things. I mean, yes, we're looking at the two-wheel drive. You can also select four-wheel drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, the long bed could be used for recreation. Mm-hmm. You know, build, put a topper on top of it, build sure. it out with, like David Wood, right? Oh, God, yeah. With, you know, drawers and beds and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the, the big thing here between Ford and GM is that with Ford's standard engine, um, 
Not a lot of punch. GM definitely has a lot more punch with their standard engine, but Ford gives you more room to configure. Yeah, and actually, if I did go to two-wheel drive, you'll see the price drop if you're watching us on, um, online. The four-wheel drive system is actually pretty pricey. Yeah, it uh, is. Actually, one of the priciest I've seen so far. Um, this is number eight in our list. And the four-wheel drive is like $4,500. Yeah, but you're also clicked on the 5.3. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, why is that? I don't know. I don't Here we know go. why you did but, what you did. But the four-wheel drive... The four-wheel drive price on this Silverado 1500 is about $4,600, which is more than I've seen. You saw That's crazy. You saw the Titan is about three grand. Yeah, right? yeah, which I thought was too, too expensive too. And now it's even more. Forty-six. Wow. So, so, so they make you pay for that four-wheel drive. And that's you know, so the bounce back and forth. Do you go to Chevrolet in this case, which you know gives you a better powertrain for the price, but I think that Ford makes it a lot easier for you to get into a 4x4. I mean, there's definitely a balancing act between the two. Totally. Totally. Uh, and then number seven on our list. Well, actually, I, I kind of want to skip that. Uh, I had a two-door tradesman on mm -hmm. our list, but okay. we already talked about that. Okay. So we'll just skip number seven. Okay. Number seven is that we, we showed you 31 grand. Yep. It was ridiculously low-priced. Yeah, that is impressive. Uh, but next... Next is something we haven't talked about, so let me go there now, is one of your favorite trucks, Nathan, which is the New Frontier. The New Frontier, yeah. Um, it's not perfect, but I still think it's one of the best trucks in its class right now for what you're getting for the money, mind you. Um, you know, if you want more power, you can look at Ford, um, at least with torque and towing. Uh, if you want more configurability, you go to Toyota. You know, there, there's a bunch of things out there. However, if you take one of these, especially in the King Cab setup, you still are getting the 3.8 liter V6, which yeah. we think is excellent. 310 horsepower. Yeah, which is right now the most in class. Yeah. And also the nine-speed automatic transmission, which is similar to the one they use in the Titan. Um, and we've driven this truck around. And it's proven to be very quiet, very smooth, very comfortable. But, mind you, we are talking about the base model. So even though you get some things standard, you still have to deal without having some of the nice goodies. Okay, so what are we getting for $29,985? It's the first pickup on our list under 30 k Yes. So we've crossed that barrier now. Right. Uh, which is, I think, for a lot of you, you, you always write us comments you know, talk about more about $30,000 trucks. And Which we are. Is, yeah, and that's exactly where I am with you guys, by the way. I do not like spending a lot of money. And that was my price was around the low $30,000 mark for my next vehicle. But we'll go into that in a bit. So, yeah, so you're getting basically, like you said, the two-wheel drive King Cab. Um, and the bed is the uh, slightly longer because it's a King Cab. Mm -hmm. So Steely's actually a pretty looks, attractive truck. I think it looks great. Yeah. I think it, yeah. So, and you're getting all this stuff, including the nine speed, like you said. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you want four wheel drive, what happens? So, let me look at my notes. The four wheel drive will cost you three grand. I mean, that's yeah. kind of where the market is on four wheel drive. Exactly. So, suddenly you're basically at $33,000 for the base model King Cab 4x4. And bear in mind, that's not even the SV, that's the S. Yes. Uh, so you once again have to ask yourself, do you want to step up to the SV? 
do you need some of the more nicer features, maybe nice materials inside, or are you okay with more basic interior? Well, scroll I, down and let's look at the SV 4x4. All right, let's see, let's see where that cab. lands us. There we go. Um, SV 4x4, 34590 So on top of what the S would cost you, which is in, you know 33-ish, give or take, a little bit more money gets you nicer wheels, more interior goodies, and I believe... Uh, a couple goodies, even possibly some bed stuff, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, and also tech. You know, you, you can mm -hmm. sometimes get different, like, driver assistance technologies. Which although, will come standard on different trims. Uh, although they're trying to make it offer across the board. Most of these manufacturers are. But there's one thing that it doesn't come standard with, which drives me crazy. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Toe hitch. I know. And, and the locker is not there either. I, I come can, on, dude. No, no, but make a locker. I agree that there's no locker option unless you go up to the um, Pro 4X, really, I believe. Really, the Pro 4X, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's a little irritating, but just for a regular working Joe who just needs a standard four-wheel drive vehicle, not having a standard hitch is just ridiculous. So you no. do have to pay, I think, 400 or something like that for the hitch. Um, yes. I, I get my wires crossed because I've gone to so many of these other things, but... Um, that's, that seems to be the going it, price it, for give that or take. Towing, towing package. Right. And the other thing that Nissan didn't do, so for 2022, and we've done many videos with this, mm -hmm. they added tow haul mode. Yeah. By the way, talking about drive modes makes sense. Tow haul mode modifies your transmission mapping. Yep. Um, it helps you descend mountains with your transmission. Wonderful. But they did not give it a brake controller, an integrated brake controller. I don't know why. It's pre-wired for it. You can add one later. Mm -hmm. But come on. I mean. No, it, it should be standard on all of them as far some as. Some of the concerned. others have them. The That's Ranger has the it. Part, the Ranger has it standard, right? Throughout their entire line? Well, if you get the towing package. If you get the yeah, towing package. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. It's standard. But, so it, with this towing package, you'd think that you'd have that. You don't. You just basically are getting a hunk of metal that's hooked up to your frame and wiring. Right? Yes. But S the other side of it is I still think that the. Frontier is an absolutely fantastic truck, much more comfortable, in my personal opinion, than the Tacoma. Way more comfortable, actually. So I agree. And actually, the ride they've tweaked, the suspension, it's beautiful. wonderful, actually. Yeah. I really enjoyed the ride. Yeah. Um, next on our list is another midsize truck, and it, we're back to Ford. Um, it's the Ranger. That's right. And the Ranger is on the cusp of being complete, well, not completely, but nearly completely reinvented, basically. It'll have new sheet metal throughout, an all-new front end, possibly new powertrains, uh, upgraded suspension interior, you name it, tech. But that's later. Right now, uh, you can get the kink. Their, what are they calling it? Their the Super cab. cab. I don't like that name. Yeah. But it's Super it, Cab. Well, the problem with the Super Cab is that it keeps making me think that it's the bigger cab. Which is Super Crew. Which is Super Crew. But there's it's too just, many Supers. Uh, I agree. <laughs> but you get the bigger box, you get the six-foot box. Yeah. And by the way, I've tried to sit in the back of the Super Cab. I don't fit at all. Uh, actually, most of these, if you try to sit in the back of a King Cab, is also not very comfortable. Right, right. And um, at least for the mid-size trucks, once you go up to the full-size... It gets a little better, a little but bit not better. great. Like yeah. the new Tundra double cab is also not super roomy. So unless you're sitting behind somebody who's relatively short, large people will have an issue. But in terms of the Ford, man, <laughs> I couldn't even close the door. So here's the thing. Uh, if you're deciding between Frontier and the Ranger, mm -hmm. Frontier 
uh, their sales are going up still. Yep. They're, I think they have enough, at least, you know, all of the, most of the supply issues are taken care of for the frontier. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm just grasping at it because I see the numbers improving. I agree with you. Right? But the Ranger is having uh, supply issues because I, for whatever reason, the Ranger sales have dropped off. It's hard to find the current Ranger. So that might be an issue for you if you're looking uh, for these trucks. I would agree. And spitballing, by the way, I'm going to add to that. It is built on in the same factory as the Bronco, yeah. the new Bronco. And it's entirely possible that maybe some of the components, which they do share, are sacrificed to the Bronco. Or at least the production volume. Right, yeah. in order to maintain the volume on the Bronco where they don't mind dropping production a bit on the Ranger because it's going to go away. And they're replacing it with a new one. So, that's po- look, they never announced that. This is a guess. But I think that it's a logical one at that. Nonetheless, if you can find one of these on a dealership lot, it's entirely possible that they're going to want to get rid of it because, once again, it's being replaced. Um, they, they have a $1,495 destination charge, so it's a little bit more than some of the others. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, with destination, this one is about $29,000, um, according to my notes. Let's see if that's true, the XL, because it was actually showing something lower. Yeah, it was. It was like twenty-five or something. That was before destination charges. So let me take another look. And bam. What is this acquisition fee they're adding? Mm-hmm. Hmm, $645. Yeah. No, I didn't select any options. Anyway, you can have this for about $29.2 yeah. or below, actually, $28-ish. Right. $28-ish. And remember, this comes standard with that turbocharged four-cylinder engine, which is which a is great, great engine. And it comes with a 10-speed automatic transmission. Those are standard. That comes with even the base model like this. So something worth keeping in mind. But Ford will charge dearly for the four-wheel drive Ranger. I don't know what why. What option did you get? I, I, I didn't even see you click on an option. Oh, oh here it is. Uh-huh. So let me delete that. And we're going to drop that price a little I didn't bit. click any options. They made me click. It was uh, pre-clicked. To trick you into doing it, curse them. So here, here we go. 28120. That's more like it. That's a two-wheel drive Ranger. Okay. Decent. But see what happens when I add four-wheel drive? Just one second. Hold on a second. Okay. So if I go back here, I flip the – just watch that number up here. Okay. If I flip it to four-wheel drive, that's at oh. least four grand. Yeah. Let me look. Let me look deeper. Here we go. And the survey says one. What? Okay. This is what I mean. Yeah. So the price jumps up dramatically. Yeah, and – just like we're looking at here, for those of you who are not able to watch, we are looking at the pricing summary on these things. And this is only based on what we're seeing online. This isn't based on what we're learning about at the actual dealership, which, of course, can be very different. But it does appear that there's going to be a significant jump going to four-wheel drive, which is why when we mentioned Jeep or when we mentioned even the Ridgeline, those had their own value based on the fact that they came standard with four-wheel drive or all-wheel drive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Should we move on? Yeah. Number four on the list. Is the is, one I thought was earlier. Yeah. Is the Tacoma. The Taco. The Taco. This is a saggy old taco by comparison because they're about to replace it with a crispy brand new one. Yeah. But that crispy one is supposed to be a 2024 model year. Ooh. So it's still about a year away. It's about a year away. 
But this is good news for you guys because, first of all, the Tacoma is in its class, other than the Jeep, the most configurable vehicle out there, once again, in its class. Um, there are uh, various cabs available, various powertrains available, and it's the only one that does offer a manual transmission in some of these trims, which mm -hmm. is great. Mm -hmm. Still has the V6, which has proven to be fairly reliable, plus it has the old 2.7 four-cylinder. Uh, we do not know whether or not that <laughs> either of those will make it to the next level of production. Yeah, there are rumors about this, but nothing official. Nothing official, nothing solid. Now, despite the fact that I am not a huge fan of the comfort levels, for me, the big guy, inside the Tacoma, it is an outstanding, solid, really good-looking truck. Am I right? Yeah. I did a video about this, almost this, uh, recently. I had the rental truck, mm -hmm. which was a Tacoma SR. Yeah, that was when you were at the show. Yeah, at yeah. the work truck show. Um, and it was a 2.7 liters base engine. Yeah. Uh, not very powerful. No. Um, but it got me where what I needed to do. It got me to the show. It got me around town. It got me back. Um, but it was a little bit, well, a lot underpowered yeah. in, this, in this new truck. What's really weird is that I'm looking at the estimates in terms of MPG, and you can bounce it up from that 2.7 to the V6, and essentially they're the same. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that old tech. But once again, Toyota is about keeping the old tech going and making it reliable. As long as humanly possible. Yeah. Um, so, now, if you do get the uh, SR, you can get it with that four-cylinder. And that's, I think, what we're going to focus on here. Um, and that comes with the six-foot bed and the double cab. Yeah. And um, really simple also. Uh, you know, very simple interior. Uh, like you said, it's going to be redesigned within a year. Um, they're probably going to turbocharge their new offering. We're, we're cause, hearing because everybody is going this way, yeah. including GM with the Colorado. That's correct. Plus, we're think, we're hearing coil springs are a possibility in the rear, uh, new tech on the interior. All of that makes sense, by the way. Uh, but rather than talk about that, let's talk about the SR. Is there anything under the SR? No, the SR is where it starts, and the SR. Um, I believe is... Well, you can have a crew cab or an access right. cab. Yeah. And um, if you go to powertrain, let me just select this. Uh, the 2.7 liter is available with four-wheel drive as well. Yeah. So you can have that. But you can't get the manual transmission with the smaller engine. Yes. Which is strange. I always... It used to be different. Wouldn't, you, wouldn't that make sense? Not only that, but it would probably make a more drivable truck. Right? And, and more affordable. Yeah, I would agree. It's just, uh, yeah. But, but, you know, they're paring down because if it's not popular, Toyota, uh, th they're not number one or one of the number one automakers for no reason. They know how to market a vehicle, and so they know that people are just not buying them. So if you want to get the manual transmission, you have to get the V6. Suddenly you're paying more money. Yeah, and also like in one of their sportier models too. Right. Which, okay, it's more an enthusiast truck, right? Mm -hmm. kind of makes sense that that manual transmission would be there. Right. Uh, but like you see here, 159 horsepower in this puppy. Mm. That's not a lot of power. Well, let, let, let me put it to you this way. It's less than the small trucks that we're going to be talking about later or small pickups. Yeah, compacts. Yeah. It's even less. So if you can find this, great. Uh, you probably won't see these on the lots, but they're still selling a lot of Tacomas. No matter what anybody says, they're still number one. They are still number by by a margin, but huge. We are starting to see movement from the auto, other automakers, and we suspect that with General Motors coming out with pretty much brand new trucks to compete, and we're going to be seeing a new Ford Ranger that's going to compete. There's it's going to become a much tighter race, which makes sense if you think about the fact that 
That'll give the automakers a chance to get their product out there. And then all of a sudden, right when it looks like Toyota might lose the number one mantle, they have a brand new Tacoma. So it better be a winner. Whammo. Yeah, whammo. Um, so now we're in the top three. Okay. Are you excited? Go. I'm excited. Let's do the top three. Number three on the list is the current 2022 Chevy Colorado. Uh, now remember, current. They're about to come out. We were just talking about this yeah. with an all-new, pretty much all-new. I mean, it has a longer wheelbase, new powertrain, new almost everything. New interior. New, everything. Uh, the exterior. So the new Chevy Colorado will be a much more powerful truck with one standard engine, one transmission. That's it. And also, I believe, one cab configuration. I don't think you can... Will there be two cab? Exactly. Yeah. So crew cab only and five foot, two inch bed only That's it. in the next generation. Right. So this is your perfect opportunity. Yeah. If, if you want a Chevrolet um, base model, I believe you... Extended cab. Extended cab. Longer bed. I'm sorry. This is taking it's a little really while. It's really slow. Right. They don't want me to select this. This is a secret. This is... This is Mary Barra saying, no, 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 no. You want the more expensive one later. Um, there it is. There There's that puppy. Thank you. Okay. Look at that puppy. $26,875. Another vehicle that has a tiny seating area in the back, so I do not recommend it for families. And a tiny engine. Yeah. It's a 2.5 liter standard four-cylinder. Yes, it is. Are you able to click on the information on that and get the specs on it? Because I believe... It has a little bit more power. Than, horsepower. Yeah, so it has a little bit more power, yeah. a little bit more torque than the Toyota powertrain. Yes. And a six-speed automatic transmission. Yes. So, I so think no, no manuals. The last manuals year, have gone away. Last year, right? I think it was when they got rid of the manual. And the manual was only available last year on the four-cylinder as well. Yeah, and I guess it proved not popular, so it was gone. Bam. Right. Done. And you cannot get the, this four-cylinder with the four-wheel drive either. So basically, let me see it, if you can, they might let me. Oh, it looks oh, like they, they let are. me. Yeah, I so, had no idea, to be honest with you. So, once again, Chevrolet has been having trouble meeting demand uh-huh. on the Colorado, including like all the local dealerships we have here. Right. Colorados or Canyons actually are hard to find. Oh my God. You go past the lot, you see like two of them out there. Or maybe where, zero. Oh, right, where there should be like 50. Yeah. Now, look at that price. For this four by four. Work truck version WT, so it's the absolute bare bones one, thirty thousand seven seventy five. That's actually really good. Yeah, so you're still around that thirty thousand dollar range. You For still four get wheel it. drive. Yeah, so that's still very very affordable if you could find it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. If you could find one, grab it because uh, yeah. Just so. real quickly, see what happens when you knock it up to a four door, proper four door. Uh, uh, the crew cab. Yeah, the crew cab. Let me see. Let me By the way, I still think that the Colorado is a pretty good-looking truck. It's attractive, yeah. Yeah, when, especially when you don't have all the schmutz hanging off of it and all the other. Oh, they also have crew cab long box. No kidding. So, so that's you know, if you want one of those, because that's not going to be available in the next generation nope, either. it's not. None of, none of these are really yeah. other than the yeah, other than this. Here we go, thirty-three ish, thirty-three-five. That's really not too bad. Is that still with the four-cylinder? Wow, uh, I don't. No, you have to yeah, get the V6, V6 now. Which, honestly, the V6 it's is... It's a bigger a, truck. It's a bigger truck, and it makes sense. And it's also a really good engine. It's not the best, but it is, it's decent for what it is. Over 300 horsepower, I believe. Yeah, and the thing without non-turbo V6 engines across the board, what mm. we discussed, they're higher revving. You kind of have to rev them higher. Yeah, you really to, do. To, to get the maximum power. Yeah, that is correct. So, it, it looks like a pretty good pricing, actually, for Chevrolet. But bear in mind, they're pretty much 
killing production on this, and they're going to start with all new production on the new one pretty soon. So if you want one of these, I would jump in now if you even can. Yes. Ah, number one, two on our list. Boy, is, am I familiar with this one? It is the Hyundai Santa Cruz front-wheel drive, mind you. Yes. Uh, so that would be now. There's the SE, there's the SEL, and then you go up from there. So bear in mind that there are two powertrains available, and then amongst those two powertrains, the base model, which has the uh, 2.5 liter uh, four-cylinder engine, right? Um, that one can have a front-wheel drive option, whereas if you get the turbocharged one, you have to get all-wheel drive. Hear this. You know how they always show you on these sites, manufacturer sites, the top-of-the-line model? Yeah. So you always desire, you know, the, the extra, you know, nice wheels yeah. and paint, yeah. great paint jobs. Where are the base trucks? Well, here's an interesting thing. Go ahead and try to configure one. You're going to find that even the base truck looks pretty good. One of the things Hyundai did, and they were very smart about this, is they didn't go with too many differences in terms of the looks. So, yeah, the wheels are a little bit different, but the SE to the SEL Premium, if you jump from one to the other, other than, you know, like little things, you're not going to be able to tell the difference. So the SEL comes at 24.4. That's the starting MSRP. That is front-wheel drive. That is also with an eight-speed automatic transmission, not the twin clutch mm-hmm. or the dual clutch. Uh, 191 horsepower, 2.5-liter GDI four-cylinder engine. It's the most fuel-efficient amongst them. And also, you lose a lot of towing capacity. So I believe with the turbo, you could tow up to 5,000 pounds. Yeah, this no, one is like two thirty five hundred. Yeah, thirty five hundred. Yeah, it goes up to thirty five hundred for the SES. With a special towing package. You have to get the package, yeah. yes. Um, but the good news is if you decided to get an SC and you want it all wheel drive, you can get it, and I think it's a fifteen hundred dollar bounce. But let me double check. Yeah, double check. By the check. way, uh, we have a long term Santa Cruz. Yes, we do. And we were kind of working this out with Hyundai initially. This was a year ago. Yeah. And I really, really wanted that base motor, right? All-wheel drive thing. It just wasn't available. They, they, They're they, really we, hard to get. We got a turbocharged one yeah. instead. It was actually easier for them. We didn't even get the color. I think we were, Well, no, I think we did, no, get, the I did get the color. That was the only like, thing we got that we wanted. Like the desert it. color. Yeah, which, by the way, looks fantastic. All their colors look really good. Hyundai is absolutely killing it. We must be losing internet here. Um, Hyundai's been killing it when it comes to color combinations. Now, if you're wondering, the base, and and I only know this because I've ordered one. Uh, I'll get to that in just a second. But essentially, if you're talking about Hyundai's, you're talking about four color combinations that I can think of off the top of my head. So they have a a green, which is is sage. Yeah, Yeah, that's the one I want, by the way. They do have a wonderful blue, which is kind of a turquoise one. Uh, they have that sand color. Now, there are some price bounces for some of these. Uh, they don't have anything like a bright yellow or anything like that. They do have black and they have white as well. So there are only a few color uh, options out there. And then in terms of interior, you can get two different colors. There's a black and there's a gray. By the way, I recommend the gray breaks it up a little bit. But then there's two different options in terms of what you get in terms of trim. Once you start going to the premium level, you get the much nicer interior with the larger screen, which ironically, not everybody loves because the way it's designed, there's no hard buttons or anything like that, or very few. And some people really don't like that. So that's kind of interesting. You can also get a sliding window. That is an option on higher trims. And they also have an activity or active package 
which I think is over three thousand dollars on the base model versions. So have you? Did you say you ordered one? Yes, I did. So uh, I'm not going to go into the whole story about okay. it. Okay, we'll can do that later. Yes, exactly. When okay. I if I get it. Uh, just about a month ago now, I ordered one. I decided I wanted to get the um, SEL model without the roll top thing, which means without the activity package. I just wanted the base car one step higher so I'd get the heated seats. And with some basic things, very few options other than the tow package. Because I wanted to keep the price around in, in the low $30,000 zone. That's exactly what I wanted. And because my wife gave me permission to get something in that price. So it was between that and the Ford. And I'll go into all the explanations why I decided not to get the Maverick. Because it was actually a little bit less expensive. Just a little bit. Uh, but if I wanted all-wheel drive, couldn't get the Maverick hybrid. So it, it was a weird balance. Yeah, it is. So anyway, I got the Santa Cruz. And the Santa Cruz, well, I hope to get it. If it arrives, if I can get it. By the end of this month, we are now in September, then I'll be thrilled. But if it doesn't come by the end, then I'm going to go to an alternative vehicle, which I'm not going to announce. Okay. But I really do want this. It will fit in my garage, and it's a family car. That's why I'm getting it. Did you? Did your wife? Uh, did you go go for a test drive? Did she climb around it? What I did was uh, six, seven months ago. Whenever we had the red Hyundai or Honda. Um, Ridgeline. Yes. Was that six months ago? About? Yeah. Okay. I brought that home and I showed her because I thought I really wanted her to like it. And she did. She liked it quite a bit. But then she was like, is there anything a little bit smaller? Mm. Well, <laughs> then I brought home a Maverick and she did not like the Maverick. And it's Ooh. strange. She was okay with it, but she just felt it, that she liked the, the Ridgeline a little bit more. Okay. So then a little bit later, um, I got in and out of the cars and everything else and finally got her into... The Santa Cruz. And she thought the Santa Cruz was the most comfortable, uh, the easiest to drive. The, the we interior actually, is nice, actually. It's actually quite Very nice, nice, even on the base model. Yeah. We went to a dealership and we drove it around a little bit. She liked driving it. Um, and it was, once again, the base model, not the, not the turbo or anything like that. And we, even though we live up here, 191 horsepower seemed more than adequate. And nobody does videos on the ones with the base model, by the way, which ticks me off. And I prefer the eight-speed automatic transmission, by the way. Yeah. Okay. So... Yes. That was she, she basically said, "This, the, I'm sold. This is a great vehicle. I told her, well, honey, we can't tow a big trailer. She said, fine, as long as it can, you know. Cause you can call a, me. Well, uh, thanks. No. Now, there's there's like some out there that are like 2,000 pounds that we might, or 2,500 pounds. Yeah, there's Perfect. many options now. Yeah, huge, which it'll totally option. tow. It'll totally tow. Uh, and it has a lot of interesting gear underneath it. And we'll go over all that in the future. So, yeah, that's why I'm getting it. Real quickly, the Maverick, I love. I absolutely adore. It deserves truck of the year. It's a fantastic vehicle. I totally would have bought one. I really actually wanted the hybrid, right? But we live in Colorado. We need all-wheel no drive. All-wheel drive, yes. Yeah. And then I sat in one for a while, and I just didn't find it as comfortable as the Hyundai. That's me. That's my body type. That was the only reason why I decided not to try to push the Maverick on my wife. That didn't sound right, did it? Push the Maverick. Okay. Are you um, talking about Tom Cruise? Shut, no. Shut up. <laughs> He's okay, too I'm, short for I'm, her. I'm sorry. Yeah. So number one on our list is the Maverick. Of course. It's but the most affordable little tiny pickup. It is, but it's not as affordable as it used to be. Yeah, well, uh, and it's not as gettable. <laughs> I mean, as anything else. I know, seriously. I mean, they're so popular. They're selling lots of these or as many as they can, but they cannot build as many as people want. So it's, once again, very difficult to get. And eventually, I'm just hoping that an all-wheel drive hybrid will just appear. 
and we'll have a hybrid that's efficient and nice. Lots of rumors about that. Lots of rumors about an ST version, rumors about a plug-in hybrid version. And we know for a fact that they even have a much more capable off-road capable tremor, tremor which you got a peek at. Yeah. And by the way, we have a video out there on that. Go to yeah. ltfl.com uh, and you will be able to find it quickly. Um, but I wanted to show some uh, people something interesting. Okay, so let's start the build on the um, eco right, on the hybrid. Sorry, once again on the XL. On the XL, that's the okay. absolute base model. And the cool thing right out of the park is the fact that this thing gets stupid good fuel mileage. It's fantastic. Basically, forty miles per gallon is what you can get. Um, and I think they drive great. I think there's plenty of power. They haul okay. However. You are talking about, I believe, around a 2,000-pound tow rating, and you really should not go above that. It's not built well, for it. Exactly. It's, it's about cooling it, you know, cooling the powertrain. Yes. It's about many things like brakes, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. So. It's just not up. It's really yeah. not set up for it. I'm sure that they'll probably have something in the future. And they have a 4K package, but not with a hybrid. Yes. So what if you wanted to get an all-wheel drive one? This one is around 21, 22, realistically, right? What's the yeah, 22-ish, okay. yes, so with destination. In order to get all-wheel drive, you have to, first of all, get the EcoBoost. You click over to that. And then start building that. Mm-hmm. And then go over to down there. and All-wheel drive. Ooh, $2,600 for the all-wheel show. drive. Right, so click on that. And 25 already. Exactly. Without any options. So that's with no options. It is much less expensive than the um, Santa Cruz. But in my book, the Santa Cruz is a little bit more sophisticated. And this is turbocharged, mind you, which is great. Mm -hmm. But the Santa Cruz is a little bit more car-like. It just has a little bit more of that type of feel to it. This is bare bones. and Actually, I don't think it has cruise control. In this XL. Well, go ahead and look at the... um, Anyway, so, yeah. Look at all the options. Ford's finally beginning to figure this out. They've got a crazy amount of options, including toppers, that you can get online, by the way. $3,400 for a topper? That's a little bit insane. That's major insane. And that's where they get you, is that the the minute you start adding the options... I think my, my dream Maverick, if there was such a thing would be like low 30s, turbocharged, all-wheel drive, FX4. You mm-hmm. know, the FX4 is a little bit more tough. It's got different tires, different wheels. Yeah. Um, I just like that type of look. But once again, for 33 grand ish which is the last FX4 Maverick I saw, mm-hmm. um, I can get some... I can get like a Colorado four wheel drive. You that's, know what I'm saying? That's what a lot of people are, are kind of, you know, trying to figure out. But here's an important point, and it's something you have to consider. They drive very differently. If you jump in and out of, let's say, a Maverick, and then you jump into the current Ranger, they drive into like completely different vehicles. And there might be some people who are willing to spend more on a Maverick and get it close to the level of a Ranger simply because they want that comfortable vehicle that has the utility. Or maybe a little bit lower. A little bit lower, exactly. Yeah. Things like that's more car-like, the way it handles. Some people like more of a truck. So there are people out there who are willing to pay more for that. The Maverick is still a fantastic deal, even with the all-wheel drive and its little EcoBoost powertrain, which will not allow you to tow more. However, once again, the minute you start adding on packages, you start creeping up that price pretty quick. And there are certain things you have to get in a package. Yes. So there you have it. 14 trucks. 
Yeah, at least. we dragged this on for a long time, but we wanted to make sure you guys got that information. Yeah. Now you do. And we want to know below what you guys would be interested in. Uh, and do you think I made the right choice with the Santa Cruz? Yeah, let us know. Yeah, let us know. And also, the next opportunity we get our hands on actually some of these more base trucks, we will take that chance, opportunity, and do more videos. Without a doubt. Yeah. Because we want to do that. Yes. All right, guys. All right. We'll see you on the next one. Cheers. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.